you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm Michael Fabiano. Coming up today, we've got a full Monday Night Football recap, including what you should be doing with the Bengals running backs. Plus... Is it time to panic about your slumping fantasy stars? We'll tell you. Bill's quarterback, E.J. Manuel, joins us live. Now here's Matt Money-Smith to get us going. Big coaching moves this week, workout. I know we're going to celebrate one person in particular that might have <laughs> trumped somebody else that put Richard Mendenhall into his lineup and got 17 ooh, points out of it. I'm just, I'm just saying, apparently that wasn't good enough. But uh, move of the week for the two of you? Uh, keeping uh, with Marshawn Lynch, two big wins for me, although – Elliot Harrison did beat me in the NFL AM League because he had Marshawn Lynch. Thus, that's what happens when you have nine fantasy leagues. You know what? I, I went with a gutsy move this week uh, or last week. Again, playing Michael Vick over Cam Newton, and I felt comfortable yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to hear about that later. You and your Michael Vick thing. I mean, when are we going to hear the end of that? Uh, we have a lot to get to from last night's AFC North matchup, Monday Night Football. A look at the highlights here. Ben Roethlisberger, Andy Dalton, each team looking for their first win. First quarter, Steelers driving second and eight from the 50. Roethlisberger to tight end David Paulson into the red zone, but stripped of the ball by Adam Jones. So you lose a couple points for Paulson if you started him, which you well, didn't. Ball security has been the theme the last two weeks of the season. Now we get to the ensuing Bengals possession. It's a second and four from inside the Steelers' 10. Giovanni Bernard runs the up the middle, no question. Welcome scores the seven-yard touchdown. Seven to three Bengals. Second quarter now, Steelers first and 10. Big Ben finds a slanting. Manny Sanders makes it to the Bengals' one-yard line. That a 40 uh. That's got to hurt if game. you started Sanders down at the one. Very next play, Roethlisberger lobs the ball to no, Derek Moy. <laughs> That's that right. You didn't start him. One-yard touchdown, 10-10, tied at the half. Now we get to the third quarter. Bengals first and 10. Steelers territory. Dalton, Dalton hits Bernard, breaks toward the sideline, and look at the Jets. See you later. 27-yard touchdown. This is what he's been waiting for for Giovanni Bernard. He works well in space, and when he gets out there, he's gone. You cannot stop this kid. How long have you been waiting? It's only week two, Bob. Man, give the kid a break. Jeez. <laughs> Fourth quarter now. Steelers, third and two Are for the nice. Bengals. 27. Roethlisberger's pass goes through the hands oh. of Jericho Cotri, intercepted by safety. Reggie Nelson, and here you see Roethlisberger puts it on himself. 
Not if he said something like the uh, quarterback needs to play better, and I'll make sure he does that. Very second odd. Person. Yes. Quote exactly the old second yeah. person. So here your numbers: 250 touchdown interception for Big Ben. Nothing going in that Pittsburgh Steelers backfield, though. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a moment. But first, you see the fantasy leaders: Ben Jarvis Green Ellis with just eight points. Giovanni Bernard with 18 and a half. So Where did AJ Green go? Let's talk. He went to uh, he went to Ike Taylor. Well, oh yeah, I that's think he got, that he sounds went. like a clothing store. He, he got two weeks. Weeks. He was just draped all two over. Two weeks worth of points uh, against the Bears in his opening week. So perhaps just took the week Even off. Now. Let's get into that backfield though. The Bengals backfield. We didn't quite know how it was going to shake out. A lot of people excited about Gio Bernard, the first running back taken out of North Carolina in the 2013 draft, but. What do we make of it moving forward? Well, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis still saw the lion's share of the carries. Bernard didn't have a lot of touches, but when he did touch the football money, he made the most of them, obviously, with those two touchdowns. What I like is that he saw carries near the goal line. Right. But I you love know, and, that. Yeah, and to that point, when you look at the st- statistically, uh, the law firm, 36 carries. He has three times the amount of carries and only 40 more yards than Ben Jarvis, excuse me, than Giovanni Bernard. So when you look at that, I'm going to say that. Giovanni Bernard is more productive. All right, so, so I'm, oh, there's no question. That Akbar no question. Is, put the screws to you here. If you have Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, if you have Gio Bernard, are they both starts this week versus Green Bay? Uh, I would start Gio. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Ben Jarvis I'm, Green I'm Ellis. Starting, I'm starting Giovanni Bernard as a flex. All right, as a and, flex. It, and if you drafted them both as a handcuff situation, which one do you Gio start? Gio has got more okay. upside. I, I'm going Gio. All right, moving more forward, upside. Gio. Uh, the tight end position for the Bengals. A lot of people, I don't know who, excited about Tyler Eifert coming out of Notre Dame. And and interestingly enough, both tight ends, Jermaine Gresham and Eifert, end up with exactly 66 yards and zero and touchdowns. And they're like both like 6'6", too. That's, that's weird. Are that's just, both yeah. viable tight ends in this Cincinnati Bengals offense is one better than the other? I'm going to go with Jermaine Gresham on this situation. Uh, and this is, because he's the veteran guy, I'm going to defer to him. Tyler Eifert is going to make that jump. But I love the way Jay Green even uses his tight, a tight end personnel. He lines both of them out there in the trips. You'll see them out there in the bunch formation, both of those guys. But it seems like Dalton favors targeting Gresham before Eifert. I wouldn't start either one of these guys in the fantasy league. I think Eifert's got major upside for the future. But there's too many good t- tight ends out there. I can't believe I'm saying it because we were yeah, worried about we the position the was in the preseason. Be. There's too I many say, good I, ones I think you to can play. start a guy who's splitting time at the position. I think, but I, I think you can play that. You can play Jermaine Gresham, especially when you look at t- some of these tight ends who are giving you donors or giving you not so much He's production. He's not a top ten. Right. And let's let's not forget. They started the season playing the Bears defense and the Steelers defense. So it's going to get a little bit easier for this Cincinnati. He's going to win that. He's going to win the forward. How concerned are you about the Steelers offense? I. I want, I'm not starting any Steelers right now. Other than Antonio Brown, who I think you have to start as probably a three at the wide receiver position, there's not a lot to like, especially in that running game. Do you know that Alex Smith, Alex Smith, the quarterback for the Chiefs, Absolutely. has more run, rushing yards than That's the Steelers sad. That's sad. and the whole wait, team? Wait, wait, wait. Let's not go after Alex Smith. That's an athletic That's quarterback. Unreal, That's man. That rush for 700 yards. And the injuries are hurting. They need Le'Veon Bell to come they back. They, they really do. do. You, you, can say, you just got to stay away because they don't have that offensive line to protect. I mean, if anybody, if you're just starving for a wide receiver, you can look at Emmanuel Sanders and Antonio Brown yeah. as some options. But Steelers Bears this that. week. Are you starting anyone? Uh, Brandon Marshall? No one on the there, Steelers, exactly I can tell you that. No Matt Forte? No Steelers. Marshall, no Steelers this week with the Bears in town. All right, that's going to do it for Monday night. Let's get to the latest headlines. 
A busy week two in the NFL. Molly Karam here with Adam Rake with your latest news around the league. Ravens running back Ray Rice is speaking out about the feedback he's received from fantasy players after he left Sunday's game against the Browns with a hip injury. He wrote on Twitter, I was a fan of fantasy football until today. So many spiteful and hateful words. I still love you all. God bless. Great win today. Rice's coach John Harbaugh says the star running back may be held out of practice this week. I'd probably lean toward resting him this week and then seeing how he looks this weekend, you know. And uh, He's not going to need the practice to play in the game. Um, but if he feels great, we'll put him out there. And if he doesn't, we'll probably, you know, rest him and, and uh, get him ready to go Sunday if possible. All right, Adam. Is Bernard Pierce a solid play if Rice can't go against the Texans this week? He's got a tough matchup against the Houston Texans, so I would say no. He's a guy who last year he started to eat a little bit into Ray Rice's production. We are worried about it coming into this season. We're seeing a little bit of that, and there's going to be opportunities for you to start him as a flex guy, but this is not the week for that to happen. But, of course, handcuff Rice if you can. Moving oh, yeah. on, more running back news in Hotlanta. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport tells us Falcons running back Steven Jackson may miss two to four weeks with a thigh injury. What does this mean for fantasy users with S-Jacks on their roster? I have him on nearly every team. This is awful news. I was expecting this guy to come out You're not the and, only be, one. and be the fantasy MVP because he does so many things. Like you see right there, catching the ball out of the backfield in that offense. Now we're going to have to wait a couple of weeks. This is bad news. Make sure you have a guy like Sean Marino ready to go. Injuries again with him. Same old story. Jags running back Maurice Jones-Drew has no concrete timetable for his return after injuring his ankle in week two. Adam, if there's any week to sit MJD, is it this week against the Seahawks? Now you have him in our experts league, right? I do, and Steven are you, Jackson. Are you, are you going against me? I don't think so. Okay, then bench him. Then make sure he's not oh, on thanks. your team. Yeah, oh, then, 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 I, then. I appreciate this you. Is not I a, see what you're doing this here. This is not a guy you want to start against the Seattle Seahawks. And with those injuries, pass on them all together. Why don't the Jags just start Denard Robinson and, and a quarterback and at play least, Wildcat? Why you not? You know what? Bring in Tim Tebow. Put him and T- Denard Robinson back there. Have some fun. Right? No? Exactly. At this point, it's, it's only week two. All right. Here's Jason Garrett talking about the Dallas running game to the Dallas Morning News. Obviously, we want to have more balance throughout the game. We have to run the ball more than 16 times in a game, and we have to be able to run it throughout the game. We just simply have to do a better job of that. So let's talk about DeMarco Murray for a minute. Okay. He had three 100-yard rush games in four games. In the 16 games since then... Just one 100-yard rush game and four rushing TDs. What do you expect from him against the Rams? Well, if we're going to take a history lesson, let's look back the last time DeMarco Murray played against the St. Louis FC at home, and he set the Cowboys' single-game record for rushing yards. Shots fired. See? She just shot me down there. So I love it. I I hope that he comes out and he rushes. He's a great play. He's a pretty good matchup this week against that aforementioned St. Louis club. So I love to hear when coaches are saying that, yes, run the ball more. We're looking for running backs. DeMarco Murray's been kind of a spotty play, so please make that happen. I think the Cowboys have a few more options on this next team. Sources tell NFL media insider Ian Rappaport that wide receiver Danny Amendola likely has a sports hernia. They say a procedure would clean up the sports hernia and would likely keep him out for six weeks, but he also could play through the injury. He's basically limping through practice. Would you hang on to him? You're hanging on to him because he's a solid wide receiver, too. When he gets in there, Tom Brady showed in the one game that they had together that he has an awful lot of trust in him already. So if you have him, Keep him. It's not a comfortable situation, obviously, for him and us, but I would hang on to him. And the Patriots, they need him. All right, here's something of note. Titans wide receiver Kenny Britt had this to say on Twitter this morning. Looks like the Titans pulling that Jared Cook card, looking like this could be the last year I'll be saying Titan up. 
Yeah. Thoughts on that? Well, you look at it last week, Mike. Did Wallace, I deliver that well or what? You I, nailed it. I did. You got I it did. All. That wasn't awkward. But it's one of those things. If the squeaky wheel gets the grease, go with Kenny Britt. Maybe they'll force it to him like the, like the Dolphins did with Mike Wallace. All right. Let's end on that note. Coming up, we're taking a look at some of the top young quarterbacks in the game. Is last year's rookie class hitting its sophomore slump? Are we just overreacting? Not us. Plus, one of this year's rookie quarterbacks, EJ Manuel, joins us live to talk about his big comeback last week and much more. NFL Fantasy Live back after this. Manuel, the Robert Woods touchdown Buffalo. Touchdown, EJ Manuel, his second touchdown of the game. Fires into the end zone. Touchdown, he did it. EJ Manuel did it all the way down the field. Well, there you see it earns his first victory as a professional. Talk about a week two performance. He did it for Bayside High, Florida State. He is number one in your Buffalo Hearts, number three on his chest. It is a man that is campaigning for rookie of the week, E.J. Manuel, on NFL Fantasy Live. What's happening, E.J.? Hey, how you doing? Doing well. I'm going to start with that fighting Marlin of Bayside High because I was watching. So I love high school football. I was watching some of your uh, early footage. You had a thicker stash okay. than you have right now. When, <laughs> when could you first grow facial? I'm going to guess it was like 13 and you had a full mustache. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe 15 or 16 is when I started uh, having some of the facial hair grow in and uh, my dad wasn't a huge fan of it. I think he wanted me to keep the baby face as long as possible. So um, after a while, I had to start cutting it down. Well, certainly a young man, but a man amongst boys when he was in high school, college, and now in the pros. You get your first victory. Take us through that game-winning drive, what you saw, how Stevie Johnson found himself so wide open. Right. Well, going into the drive, uh, our defense did an awesome job holding the, uh, the Carolina Panthers to three points. And I think that was probably the biggest one of the biggest plays of that game, especially toward the end, uh, allowing us to have the opportunity to go out and score a touchdown to win the game. But we knew we didn't have any timeouts. We knew we had 80 yards to go down the field. And I think the biggest thing, we just had to uh, just be smart within the situation. Uh, get out of bounds when you have the opportunity. Uh, if it wasn't open, take off and run, then also get out of bounds. And uh, that last play, you know, Steve ran a great route, and uh, they doubled on Chris Hogan outside, and he was wide open in the back of the end zone. So uh, we couldn't have painted a better picture for it. It worked out perfectly. EJ, you think about the history of the Bills, yet Stevie Johnson, the first receiver to have back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Give us an idea as a rookie quarterback what it's like to have perhaps the most underrated number one sitting there as a target yeah. for you. Most definitely. I mean, to have a guy like Stevie beside the uh, the on the field talent that you get, uh, one of the one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And I think uh, you know coming into you know this situation as a young guy, especially as a quarterback, that gives you a lot of confidence moving forward, knowing that there's not a lot of pressure on you. You know, if you just continue to do what you've been coached and just relax and allow yourself to make plays and get the ball to a guy like Stevie or a guy like Robert Woods, who's another great player, and then also handing it off to C.J. Spiller or Fred Jackson. Uh, you know, it's a great situation for me. You know, you mentioned Robert Woods. He gets his first touchdown reception of his career in week one, your first touchdown pass of your career. We right. know him out here. We're in Los Angeles, a standout at USC. Give us an idea. Have the Bills found a true yeah. compliment to Stevie Johnson and Robert Woods for the rest of the season? Most definitely. Uh, I remember on draft day when I found out, one, I was going to the Buffalo Bills, and then also when I found out I had Robert Woods coming with me. I mean, I was overjoyed, you know, because he was another guy who I watched, as you said, when he was at USC, and he was a standout player, a huge receiver. As far as making big-time plays down the field, you could throw him a hitch, and he'll take it 80 yards for you. So uh, Woody definitely has that big play uh, mentality and that big play, uh, that, that likelihood and perspective. So I love having him on my team. He's also a great teammate. 
Now, EJ, uh, in the offseason, tr through training camp, your offensive coordinator, Nate Hackett, made news, said that he wanted to hand the ball to C.J. Spiller until he puked. <laughs> now, Doug Marone had him back off that a little <laughs> bit, said let's take it easy, not wear the kid out. Right. What has your experience been with your running backs and how they're being used? It looks more like a 60-40 split between Spiller and Fred Jackson. Yeah, uh, Fred and uh, C.J. both, as well as Tashar Choice, all those guys have done a great job. You know, uh, also helping me, like I said, with the other receivers in the O-line who's done an awesome job, too. You know, just kind of settle in as a quarterback, uh, kind of take over that leadership role, and they're allowing me to lead. They're allowing me to make checks out there on the field, give me that freedom, not trying to, you know, over, you know, over, overcall whatever I say. They listen to what I say. And uh, as a young guy, that goes a long way, you know. So, obviously, having a, a big home run threat like C.J. and Fred in the backfield with you now, uh, really helps me out a lot. Now, we know you're a student of the game. We always hear about uh, how studious you are, fastidious you are in your studies. Uh, I'm sure you've already looked at the Jets. Yeah. A lot of people say Antonio Cromartie perhaps the toughest corner to throw on. What have you seen from what you've seen so far looking at that tape? And, and is Stevie Johnson going to have some trouble getting open with Crow out there on him? Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the Jets, you know, bring a great defense, a, a lot of different looks and things that we may be, you know, maybe used to seeing in our own defense, knowing that Coach Petten has come from the, uh, the New York Jets system. And so we've seen that type of defense throughout many camp and training camp. So I think that will really give us, you know, a leg up on the, uh, the defense that we'll be facing this week. But I think Stevie will manage to get open, and I'll be sure to give him the ball. All right, as good as that Buffalo looked on the side of your helmet, I'm still going with that Bayside Marlin. That thing was fierce with that giant nose on it. It looked like it was <laughs> Going back to the something. throwback. <laughs> Absolutely. <All right. laughs> EJ, uh, congratulations on the win. Again, you can vote for the Pepsi Next Rookie of the Week at NFL.com slash rookies. And when you vote, you can also watch the new Pepsi Next web series, which celebrates some of the unbelievable hidden talents of star rookies like EJ Manuel and many more. I think they're just going to show how fast that mustache grows. That's what it is as far as his hidden talent is concerned. <laughs> yeah, they'll be showing some pretty good stuff, so I think the fans will get a great kick out of it. All right, right on. Well, congratulations on the victory, EJ. Continued health and success, and we look forward to catching up with you again down the road. All right, thank you. All right, thank you, EJ. And now for some more coverage on young quarterbacks, let's get it over to Molly Karam and the guys. At the end of last season, it seemed like we were witnessing a changing of the guard at quarterback, but so far this year, we've seen some old vets putting up the biggest numbers at the position. Here's a look at the top five fantasy quarterbacks. A little bit surprising, guys, especially when you look at names like Michael Vick, Adam. Yeah, and Philip Rivers, just like we drew it up. But, yes, Michael Vick is one of the biggest, I wouldn't say surprises. We were pretty high on him here at NFL.com in the preseason. We bought into this Chip Kelly offense, and – it's not a surprise that he can because he's done this in the past. It's now, can he maintain this for an entire season? Yeah, I think his health is really going to be determined on the way they are able to execute this offense. I think Michael Vick can actually stay healthy. I know a lot of people are concerned about Michael Vick, but I'm saying he's going to be durable so he can continue this pace. Have him uh, a couple more good games, and it's time to sell high, my friends. Yeah, everybody Vick. wants to sell high. I guess keep what you got if it's good. Now, how about <laughs> Phillip Rivers? No Denario Alexander, Malcolm Floyd getting hurt, and making Eddie Royal look like a star this week. Yeah, he's been a big surprise to me because over the last couple of years, he has not been good in fantasy football, and he doesn't have a number one wide receiver, and Antonio Gates is what... 33 years old. This is another guy I'm saying, pick him up off the waiver wire. If he has a couple more good games, sell high. I'm a trader. I like to trade these guys you, while their value is rising. Yeah, you know what, what happens to a quarterback, especially like Phillip Rivers, got a little stale in North Turner's offense. Now he's got a new offensive coordinator, and you're starting to see him shine. We're starting to see that old Phillip Rivers starting to come back out. So many great quarterbacks in fantasy football. Phillip Rivers putting up great numbers. Now let's stay with the signal callers, but switch to the young guns, gentlemen. And how about Colin Kaepernick? I'm mm -hmm. a little confused here. Week one, 
he completely torched the Packers, and then he struggled mightily against the Seahawks. He did, and I would just throw that away as a bad matchup. They've struggled against Seattle going back to last year. But going forward, Colin Kaepernick's going to be a great start for you, starting this week against the Indianapolis Colts, who really have had trouble stopping quarterbacks so far this season. So that's a great matchup. Look, he's he's a good quarterback. Everybody was kind of surprised at how well he threw the ball up against the Green Bay Packers. But if you watched him play at the University of Nevada, you know that he can throw the ball. He can sling the rock. So don't be concerned about it. Fabs, how about Andrew Luck? He's been a steady performer putting up big fantasy numbers. He's close to matchup proof for me, unless you have Michael Vick, for example. Then this week I would start Vick over Andrew Luck. But listen, this kid is dynamite. He's going to be a top five fantasy quarterback this season, and he's going to be a top five fantasy quarterback for years and years to come. He is that good. He's got a lot of moxie, and this is one of the best pocket passers that I've seen come into the National Football League in a long time. So impressive. Akbar, this next guy, my fantasy quarterback, I don't know if it's a lack of preseason, it's the injury, but he's not showing up, my friend. Well, yeah, you know, he's got three. You can't expect a young quarterback to come in in his sophomore year and having not played in the preseason, come out and start balling right away. I think this is a time where you've got to be patient with Robert Griffith III. He still is an elite quarterback. I think you still want to keep him on your fantasy team. He will work out the kinks. It takes about three to four weeks after coming off an injury and then now coming into to this season now, RG3 is still the go-to guy as far as the fantasy Even quarterback. Even though he's struggling and even though there's rust – He's still putting up good fantasy yeah, points. It's not like he he's really giving you does. It's not like he's not giving you does. I say almost that, twenty in week one and over twenty last week. I'll yeah, take if that. If you're putting up under twenty, uh, uh, you're flirt, you're flirting with that dud number. He's over twenty. You want to play him, guys? Before I let you go, quick thoughts on Russell Wilson. He's been passing okay, keeping the ints low, but no rushing. It's the complete opposite of RG three. RG three looks bad and is putting up good fantasy numbers. Russell Wilson looks great when you watch him play quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he he's not delivering as a fantasy passer. All right, still to come, is it time to hit the panic button on a few underperforming fantasy stars? We'll tell you if you should stay patient or cut bait. Plus, our top five best waiver wire targets for week three are on the way. See which players our experts recommend most when NFL Fantasy Live continues. All right, well, two weeks are in the books this NFL season. If you listen real close, you can hear the sounds. Listen, fantasy owners tearing their hair out in frustration. If they, already. if they yes. had hair. Is it really time they had hair to panic? I mean, look, it's one of the few things I got going for me, guys. After two disappointing weeks, we are sorting it out, starting with Trent Richardson. Panic, don't panic, Trent Richardson. I am not panicking on Trent Richardson. Listen, if he's going down, I'm going down with him. I like the matchup this week, though, against the Minnesota Vikings. No team has a lot more fantasy points to running backs than the Vikings after two weeks. Stick with Trent Richardson. Brandon Whedon looks like he's going to be out this week. Maybe that's a good thing for this offense, Money. Yeah, against a very good Minnesota off defensive front, though, that this week. That run defense has not been good. No, you're right. Matt Forte had a solid week against the Vikings. All right, how about it, Akbar? Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady? We're going to panic on Tom Brady? You know, in the preseason, I said, you say know, it. stay away from Tom Brady. I say panic uh, on Tom Brady. Tom Brady, 26.32 uh, fantasy points through the first two weeks of the season. Michael Vick almost had that in his first game. I'm telling you that Tom Brady has a lot of youth around him, and he needs to have the boy, ability boy. to coach these guys around him. Aaron Dobson played in his first NFL game. I mean, how do you get surrounded with rookies and expect to ball out like this? I'm saying you stay away from him. 
panic, panic, panic. I, I'd just like to point out some confirmation bias there. I told you in the preseason, and then he works in Michael Vick on the back end. All right, Roddy White, Rain, give us a little something here. I am not going to panic on Roddy White, probably because I have him on nearly every fantasy team <laughs> so again, that I have. It's, it's very, very, yeah, a, a very biased opinion, but when you look at it, most of us drafted Roddy White as a yeah. wide receiver, too, and so I can feel a little bit more confident about that. And now with Steven Jackson out, the Falcons, not, not that they weren't throwing the ball a ton before. <laughs> At least they only have him on 80% yes, NCT. But they got to throw. They're going to continue to throw the ball. And I, he just he's not going to be a decoy for the entire year. So. I'll offer you Harry Douglas form right now, right? Take the deal. <laughs> uh, MJD, fast. Oh, boy, panic. One of our favorites. Panic. Um, he, he's banged up right now. Whether or not he plays remains to be Look seen in week three. But. He's playing the Seahawks in Seattle. The, the Jaguars might score negative points in that game. They are so bad offensively. Seattle is so good defensively, especially on their home field. There's not one member of the Jaguars, including Cecil Shorts, well, who I would start this week or maybe any week moving it's forward. It's funny you mention that, Fabs, hmm. because in the world of fantasy, you want explosive <laughs> offenses. You want teams to score sure. a lot of points. If you look at the statistics, it suggests the Jaguars are scoring 5.5 points per game. That is an incorrect statistic because two of those points belong to the defense. Safety. Four and a half. Four and a half points per game. Yet you're going to sell us on? Look, last year I brought you Cecil Shorts. That was last year. This year, this year? I am telling you to stay calm and stick with Cecil Shorts. Don't panic when it comes to CSI. He's still the number one targeted wide receiver in Jacksonville. He's tied for third in the NFL in targets after two weeks. Now, eventually, this will turn into points. They've got to get through their hump right now, but it will um, turn into that. And look mountain. like this. That is a when Justin Blackman comes back, he McKinley. won't get the double team that he's been getting. So when I, look at, when I look at Cecil Shorts, he's still very able to produce in this offense. You better not panic on him. He all kept right. rolling all the way I, through I just that. quickly, yeah. I, I do want to point out, they didn't get a first down in 36 minutes of game time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> game time, 36 minutes. Jeez, all right. Steven Ridley, right? Don't panic on Steven Ridley, partly because Shane Vereen isn't there. If Shane yeah. Vereen was there, then I would be pu- pushing the panic button. But we've talked about this. This is a huge theme of the show and through all of fantasy football. There are not a lot of guys that Tom Brady trusts on this roster. Steven Ridley is one of those guys, him and Julian Edelman, the only familiar faces he sees in the locker room. So out of necessity, you can't panic on Steven Ridley. All right, and finally, Cam Newton Akbar. You know what? Panic on Cam Newton. I don't see Cam Newton trying to make plays with his feet anymore. He's not sitting there. He's not throwing the ball out like he needs to. Cam Newton, what made him a superstar was his ability to throw the ball and run the ball. Now, what happens to quarterbacks who are mobile quarterbacks, they tend to want to say, you know what? I got to fit in to the, the stand-in-the-pocket quarterback. Cam Newton, that's not who you are. You are a mobile quarterback. Accept it. Embrace it. He hasn't shown that he's buying into all that media hype that he needs to stay in the pocket boy do your thing he's playing the giants do, this week you know that do your I thing know. that's yeah, a good do your thing. thing i will point out i did trade for cam newton late in the season last year yes. he got more comfortable carried me to a super bowl appearance mm-hmm. kind of tough early season schedule for cam newton akbar to yeah. start writing him off already panic button i will offer you tony gonzalez for cam newton right now all right come on let's go done a- all right we a- got a- it done. The camera. Done. Done, done, done. <laughs> done and done trade has been consumated oh, still to Akbar, come just got taken. michael vick's big day
God, I love the Experts League. Chargers earn one of our experts the honor of being our fantasy coach of the week. See the smart move and who made it. Plus, running back committees can be a pain for fantasy players. We're sorting out the NFL's most troublesome backfields when NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. All right, here's a look at the top five ads this week, according to NFL.com. Those are the most added players, but what about our top five? Let's delve in, and Fabs, we start with Bernard Pierce. If Ray Rice is out due to injury, is it a no-brainer to pick him up and, and handcuff Rice as well? Yeah, he should have been drafted in most leagues. I mean, let's face it, he was the top handcuff in fantasy football, but I think a lot of people may have dropped him after the first week of the season. Now you need to go get him because if Ray Rice is out, Bernard Pierce becomes at work. First, a running back three, a flex option for you, despite a tough matchup against the Houston Texans. Yeah, and I love Bernard Pierce, just the, the intensity in which he runs with him. I mean, running behind Ray Rice is not an easy job, but when he gets an opportunity, he goes out there and produces. Moving on, how about James Starks? He had a big game emerging from the fantasy graveyard there, Akbar. You know, when the Packers drafted Jonathan Franklin and Eddie Lacy, James Starks was thought to be an, the odd man out. But he got out here, got an opportunity when Eddie Lacy went down and showed something. I mean, to go out there and rush for 100-plus yards, I mean, he hasn't – they haven't seen a, a rusher like that in 44 games. And so he's out there making a statement. And he can thrive in this zone-running offense because they've got a lot of wide receiver threats. The lanes open up for James and he's a heavy runner, 200-plus pounds. That's a big-time back right yeah. there. Keep in mind, the Redskins are not good on defense when it comes to stopping the run of the pass. Though. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely first, pick up Starks. First Packers back to do that, I think, since I was in high school, guys. How about DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> he's been the beneficiary of Andre Johnson being a little bit banged up. Yeah, big game last week with 117 yards and a touchdown, almost 18 fantasy points. You pick him up. I'm not saying that you go in and play him week in and week out, but you pick him up. Upside, that's what we like to talk about on the show, Akbar, is upside. And Hopkins, he's got a boatload of it. Yeah, he's, he's a talented kid. I mean, to me, when you look at Andre Johnson, you look at the rest of the wide receivers, there's nobody that's in compare, they can compare to him. How about Phillip Rivers? Seven TDs, one pick over two games. We know QB is a deep position, but are you a believer in him? I am a believer in Phillip Rivers. Not only did I play with Phillip Rivers, so I know the, the integrity. I know the type of athlete that he is. You've got to go out and get Phillip Rivers. The ball doesn't lie. If you have Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, and these guys haven't produced for you, go out and get this man. This man threw for 400-plus yards, three touchdowns, and no interception. That hasn't been done since the Reagan administration for the Chargers, since Dan Fouts. Phillip Rivers is looking hot right now. He's familiar and comfortable with his wide receivers in Brown, Malcolm Floyd, and, of course, Eddie Royale. Eddie Royale with cheese. Yes, a Royale. <laughs> we referred to him as a national treasure today on Trash or Treasure this morning on AM. How about Jaquiz Rogers against that Miami defense? Well, he's got to be picked up in every league now. Steven Jackson's going to be out two to four weeks with that thigh injury. And I will say this, he is not Steven Jackson. He can't carry the mail. You're going to see Jason Snelling in there as well, especially near the goal line. But if you're in a PPR league or if you're in a standard league and you need a flex starter, well, Rodgers is going to get some burn now. The Dolphins' defense is tough, though. I wouldn't expect huge things, but I will say this. The Falcons are going to are going to run the ball less. They're going to throw it even more with Rodgers in there in the backfield. Yeah, and they, they love to utilize him, too. And remember, the run game doesn't necessarily have to be when they hand him off the ball. They can also use him in those shoot and screen games right. to get that out to simulate those outside run. All right, we can't do the top five ads and not discuss the top five drops. Here they are. Let's take a look at this board here. And Fabs, Alshon Jeffrey, obviously in that Chicago offense, Pretty good offense right now. Very balanced. He's kind of the fourth option there. Is that why people are getting rid of him? Yeah, listen, he had upside coming into the season, and he still has upside. But the fact of the matter is you've got Brandon Marshall there. Matt Forte has seen a lot of burn in that offense, and they're using Martellus Bennett 
So Alshon Jeffrey is a guy that if there's a hot free agent off the waiver wire available, he's going to be one of the first players that I cut. You know, and Alshon Jeffries, he's just got to catch the ball. I mean, he doesn't have as many targets as Brandon Marshall, but he's got 13 compared to Brandon Marshall's 20 targets. He's got to make the most of those. They drafted him last year because he has big playability. We haven't seen that out of Alshon Jeffrey. You don't want him holding down your roster. You got to drop him. Akbar, how about in Seattle? Sidney Rice, just three catches in two games. Are there just better options? You, you, there are better options than Sidney Rice. You want to think that the wide receivers, because of all the success that the Seattle Seahawks have had, you think that this is a guy that you can add on to your roster. But Sidney Rice hasn't produced. And we've seen this before out of Sidney Rice. You have these high expectations for Sidney Rice, and all of a sudden he underdelivers. I mean, he's got a good quarterback. He's got the, the workings. They've got a good run game. I'm getting and staying away from Sidney Rice on my roster. There is not one member of the Seahawks not named Marshawn Lynch and, of course, their defense that you can trust in fantasy right now. Not one. Not even Russell Wilson. I don't know if we can trust this next guy, Ronnie Hillman, who suffers from fumbleitis against yeah. Oakland Fabs. Well, no, Sean Marino is the guy there now, and Monte Ball is behind him on the depth chart. I saw Monte Ball is one of the most dropped players. I would pick him up and stash him as a fifth running back at this point, but Hillman is seeing no burn in that offense. He is now the odd man out. You can safely drop Ronnie Hillman. Yeah, he's, he clearly didn't surface to the top of it, and you know that the Denver Broncos are going to want to give Monte Ball the opportunity because they went out there and drafted him so high. They want to give him the opportunity to Seed. So Ronnie Hillman is going to have to take that back seat. So if you have Ronnie Hillman because of all the preseason hype, I think it's time now to to, to step away. And that's even hard for me to yeah, say. Yeah, because he went he's a to fellow, San Diego He's a fellow State, San Diego yeah. State asset, but you got to let go guys. of Ronnie Hillman. How about Greg Jennings, guys? We're getting a lot of comments on Twitter what you should do with him. There are high expectations about him coming into the season, but he really hasn't performed thus far. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. In my rookie year, I, I bought a, a BMW, 2003. Real you were fancy. Fancy, fancy, fancy BMW. You got that But paycheck. then when I realized that I didn't have that kind of money to keep up with the BMW payments, I had to go down to a, 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 a smaller car, GMC Yukon, just a small little truck. And I didn't have that same type of kick in the engine. And that's what he's gone. He's traded in a BMW quarterback in Aaron Rodgers for a GMC type type quarterback in in, in Christian Palmer. When I was a freshman in college, I had a 1983 Buick Regal, okay, and the thing barely ran. Greg Jennings can run a little bit better than that Regal did, yep. but he is not the same player he was when he was getting passes thrown to him from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. GMC an old Buick Regal, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, was this color, too. Yeah, I, I, I bet. I mean, when you look at those trades. But look, GMCs are, are, are hard and tough, but – Christian Ponder just can't get it to Greg well, I Jennings. I can relate. It's like when I moved to New York, I thought I was big time, and then I couldn't afford my apartment. Good times. <laughs> That's another story. For more running backs locked in a timeshare that you need to grab, let's send it over to Money and Adam. All right. Thank you, Molly. We'll let you stick with the car metaphor rank. <laughs> we will share with the kids the idea of Shanahanigans, a term right. that you coined, yet yes. its namesake, not a no. purveyor of Shanahanigans anymore. So help the kids he's, out. What are we talking he's about? He's already moved ahead. What we're talking about is running back by committees, you know, that – that troubling situation when you think you have a solid number one running back and then he doesn't get the most carries on your team. Yep. That practice made famous by Mike Channing. And here is a look at some of the running back committees to watch and certainly some of those players drafted considerably higher than others on the list. So let's just get started right there at the top. The New York football giants. We know Tom Coughlin has zero patience for right. fumbling and turnovers. What's the status of their running back situation? Yeah, David Wilson is the guy, and it's hard to start him with confidence, and that's the big thing. It all comes down to confidence. Tom Coughlin doesn't have confidence with him running the football. David Wilson himself doesn't have confidence running the football. You see, he's just he's holding on to it with both hands. He just doesn't want to fumble. It's a second 
thought to even gain a yard. But so he's still the guy to start. He's still of the, the guy three. right now. But if you can go out and get Andre Brown and stash him on your bench, not a bad option. Let's uh, stay in New York. Go to the Jets. Saw a lot of Bilal Powell and a lot of Chris Ivory versus the Patriots uh, on Thursday Night Football. Moving forward, which of the two do you want to start? Chris Ivory is the guy that you want to start, and I go back to something that you like to talk about a lot, and it's the eyeball test. And when you just watch the Jets play, you could not help but come away with the notion that Chris Ivory is a better running back. He just runs better. We're watching the highlights right now. He hits the hole better. And even when you went back and looked at his tape in New Orleans, he ran the ball better than Mark Ingram, but yet he was the one shipped off to New York. To Denver and a back that I absolutely love, no Sean Moreno. We know if you cannot gain the trust of Peyton Manning, he wants nothing to do with you on the football field. Those other two could not pass protect. That's why no Sean Moreno was put in there. And now he might be a number one. Yeah, he's one of these guys that you can pick pick up and now move into your starting lineup. You probably drafted him as your third or fourth running back, and I've had him on the bench in our Experts League for a couple of weeks, and now he's going to become a starter for me. I had him locked into the flex spot, but because of the injury to Steven Jackson, I'm now looking at him as an RB2, and I think most fantasy enthusiasts can start him as an RB2 and feel pretty confident about it. To the San Diego Superchargers, Ryan Matthews, a source of a lot of frustration (laughs) for many fantasy owners the past few seasons because of injuries. He's running hard. I mean, you see it here, the seven 73 yards has has the one touchdown on a reception from that Monday night football contest against the Texans. Looks to be the guy in San Diego if you're going to start somebody. He's coming along, yes, he's, and he's the guy on first and second down. And you know what? It wasn't too long ago that he was a viable fantasy option. If you look back in 2011, he was the eighth-ranked fantasy running back that season. And that year, he ran the ball on third downs just nine times. So don't worry about Danny Woodhead. Don't worry about all that stuff. He's the guy on first and second down. He's the one who's going to be running the ball. Yeah, certainly of the backs we discussed, the one that jumps out is no Sean Moreno drafted in the late rounds because we thought he was just coming in on third downs. Looks to be perhaps the bell cow in Denver. Coming up, who has earned our collective trust for Fantasy Live seal of approval? Well, we'll tell you the names of a few players who need to be in your starting lineup. NFL Fantasy Live back after this. And this is getting rushed. Finds an opening. Picks. The man open and he's got it. Going deep into the end zone. Touchdown! Vic throwing touchdown. There's the pass. A touchdown. Vic gonna run it in with no problem. Cam Newton or Michael Vick? A tough choice you had to make going into this week, Akbar, but you chose wisely. Starting Michael Vick against the Chargers makes you our fantasy coach of the week, presented by Lenovo. Nice. You know what? You know the decision. Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate. It. You know the decision I made really came from what I saw. You know I actually hold fantasy practices, so when I look at my fantasy practices, I saw Michael Vick outdoing Cam Newton. But in reality, seriously, when you look at Cam Newton, Cam Newton hasn't been able to really get out and make plays with his feet. Last week. He only had four rushes for 15 yards. That's not Cam Newton like. So that went and weighed heavily into my decision because I'm seeing a weakness in his ability to run the ball right now. And obviously, let's just point out that Cam is your other quarterback. So of course, you made that move. And what did you like about Vic? And practice does make perfect. That's the number on the street. Well, you know, since the very beginning, I bought in to Chip Kelly and his ability to have this up-tempo offense. And you can see from the very first game when they went up against, you know, the uh, Washington Redskins, they were on the money, hitting it, targeting all the guys. But Michael Vick still has that ability to make plays with his feet and we've seen that so far in Michael Vick but his ability to throw the ball down the field I mean he can stretch it out and I think we're going to continue to see Michael Vick play and put up 30 points like he did last week all right here's the question to you this week do you start Michael Vick again when Andy Reid comes to town and 
you know, coaching against his former team. I don't care if he's playing against the Atlanta Falcons. I don't care if he's playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to play the hot hand right now. That's Michael Vick. Michael Vick has shown me big numbers, 25 points in his first week against Washington, 33 points last week. Cam Newton hasn't shown me anything, so why should I play him? I'm going with my guy, Michael Vick. Very convincing. You should yes. be a politician or a lawyer. <laughs> All right, now let's head back to the main desk for a few players that made the starters club, guys. That's a tough list to be on when Rank and Akbar are around. It is, Molly, and you talk about the coaching move of the week. Well, this falls into that category, moving guys that have been on your bench. You drafted them late into your starting lineup and seating. So put some guys on the bench that maybe you took in the second, third, fourth round. Rank, why don't you get us started? Tavon Austin is a guy that I'm going to move now from the bench into my starting lineup. And the one thing was when he came into the league, Mike Mayock said he is one of the most explosive players that he's ever seen. And when Mike Mayock is talking up somebody like that, it makes me stand up and take notice. And we saw a little bit of a glimpse of it against the Atlanta Falcons. You see right there him scoring on this touchdown. He scored twice in this game, but it wasn't like field-stretching plays that we're expecting him from. He was just targeted in the red zone, and that's what I really like about him. He had a team-high 12 targets last week. He is going to be continue to look for this week. So from here on out, he is a starter. Jeff Fisher and Les Seed said they hadn't shown us everything in the Tavon Austin arsenal in the preseason, even in week one. Hopefully this is the beginning of great things for Tavon. How about Jordan Cameron, Fabs? Yeah, we talked about him extensively yep. in the preseason, and he is really – made some very good moves from a fantasy perspective in terms of his statistical success right now. He's a top five tight end in fantasy. You probably drafted him to be your number two, but now, money, Adam, he is clearly a number one at the position. He needs to be in your lineup. Well, and I'll tell you guys, I am not only president of the move guys from your bench into the starting lineup fan club. I am a member. Julius Thomas I picked up on waivers after week one. Tony Gonzalez I drafted in the fifth round. Thomas is now my starter for the rest of the season. You know how Peyton Manning is. When he finds somebody he trusts, he goes back to that well early and often, and I suspect that will be the case from Thomas for the remainder of the season, which means in our Experts League, anybody interested in a little uh, Tony Gonzalez trade? Really? I got Jordan Cameron. See, so uh, that notice has been served. Tony Gonzalez available because Julius Thomas now (laughs) in my starting lineup. It's unreal how deep the tight end position can come quickly. So how about Julian Edelman, Fabs? Julian Edelman is a guy, Adam, who we like the fact that he's seeing a lot of targets. The problem is those targets are not turning into long yardage uh, production. So do do we start him as a three? Stand out in PPR leagues, but if you watch Tom Brady's body language in that Thursday night game on NFL Network, he doesn't trust any of his other guys. He's going to continue to force the ball to Julian Edelman much until, uh, probably until Rob Gronkowski comes back. Yeah, and look, not just to throw the name out there, Honoma Awanui, the tight end, he has no Sudfeld. We'll see if he comes back, Gronk comes back. I mean, there are so few targets yeah. that Tom Brady trusts. Mm-hmm. You just have to believe you're looking at 15 to 20 targets every single week. Especially in the red zone, which yeah. is huge. So and even against a bad matchup this week with the Buccaneers, he's yep. still a wide receiver three. Yep, no mm-hmm. question. So there you go. Don't be afraid. Put those guys in your starting lineup. Up next, we're going to look at some tough fantasy decisions facing fantasy fans on NFL.com, including two players causing headaches for one experts league team nfl fantasy live back after this believe it or not you yes you sitting on your couch watching us on nfl.com are playing in our nfl.com experts fantasy league it is called america's team and it's a squad controlled entirely via fan votes on our fantasy genius tool you can visit nfl.com america's team and see if you can take down the likes of these and this fantasy mind right here. This week, America's team took on NFL Fantasy Live's Jason Smith 
and it was a boat race. Wow. wow. A straight-up route, 169 Boy, Even points. with Randy scoring Viva Exactly. How about that? Viva 169 points to 93. And here are the young men they had on their bench. Well, looks like they chose appropriately. You I, see, I love it. America did well. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski there, who uh, got the got the sit, and I believe some some pseudo breaking news. Right. Fabs. Albert Breer is reporting that he's more likely yeah. not to play this week, which we all sort of expect. So here's the question: the issue facing America's team this week: what to do with those running backs? Do you bench Stephen Ridley for Daryl Richardson? Who are they playing this week? Are the they Cowboys. playing me? The no, oh, it was playing. I think they're playing Damashek. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, then start Ridley. Yeah. You want to put your optimal. Come on, America. Richardson no. against the Cowboys or Ridley and the Patriots against the Bucks. Neither one very attractive. No, but you got to go Ridley. You've got to go Ridley. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, 1,200 yards, he's, double yeah, he's, touchdowns he's, last he's year. Clear, he's the clear favorite. And they got to run the ball more in New England. That yeah. was clear after the first two weeks. Let's go to the tight end position. And Brent Selick or Martellus Bennett. Boy, it's a fantasy genius question I'm submitted a, yeah. to you, our expert. I liked Selleck last week, and he got that many well, fantasy I'll tell you, I'll tell you why he got so, zero, because I felt like Chip score? Kelly really wanted to taper back on this high up-tempo just because they had a quick turnaround for the Thursday night game. Watch them speed it right back up. Bennett or Selleck? Bennett. I'm with you. Bennett. Bennett. Coming up tomorrow, we're answering some quarterback question marks and much more. NFL Fantasy Live returns Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL.com and 5 Eastern on NFL Network. Well, believe it or not, you, yes, you, sitting on your couch watching us on NFL.com are playing in our NFL.com Experts Fantasy League. It is called America's Team. It's a squad controlled entirely via fan votes on our fantasy genius tool. You can visit NFL.com slash America's Team. See if you can take down the likes of these and this fun (laughs) expert. Uh, This week, America's Team took on NFL Fantasy Live's Jason Smith, and it was a boat race. Oh, wow. A straight up Viva route. Luka. 169 to 93, and that's including a four spot from Stephen Ridley and an eight and a half from Tory Smith, and they still piled up 169. America clearly points. knows how to vote. Well, and they know how to set a starting lineup because here's a look at their bench Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, 
Daryl Richardson, of course, Lance Moore, one of the top drops we talked about a little bit earlier on the show. And you see Gronkowski down there. Fabs, we've got a little bit of breaking news on Gronkowski. Right, our in. Albert Breer is reporting that Gronkowski is unlikely to play this week uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of accepted that one more week without Gronk. Hopefully it's not much more. So perhaps uh, we'll say it like an invisible hand, an Adam Smith invisible hand guiding America's <laughs> team. I'm just keeping with the patriotic theme. What do they do with the running backs? Stephen Ridley, uh, is it Daryl Richardson? Yeah, they're, they they're not playing me, are they? Then you want to have a great lineup, then go with Stephen Ridley. Tom Brady, we talked about this before. Not a lot of trust there in the locker room. Stephen Ridley, a familiar face, got to go with him. Yeah, I agree. Ridley's a guy who's struggling right now, but uh, I'd rather have him in my lineup than D. Richardson. The Patriots are going to rely on the run game yeah. because they, they have young wide receivers. They have to. Speaking of fantasy genius, this question submitted to our fantasy genius. Who should I add, Martellus Bennett or Brent Selleck? I'm going Brent Selleck here. I think that Chip Kelly is going to turn it up for this Thursday night football I'm game. a little sour on Brent Selleck. I thought he was a good start last week, and he gave me this. Yeah. It's Martellus Zach Bennett. Zach Ertz emerged, too, as a matter yes. of fact, last yes. week. Saw the Bengals' tight ends run wild against the Steelers, yeah. so I'm going Martellus Bennett. you, Martellus Bennett. Coming up tomorrow, we're answering some quarterback question marks and much more. NFL Fantasy Live returns Wednesday at 4 Eastern on NFL.com and 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Thank you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.